2: And welcome back to Why Are You Like This? Taylor's version, as we talk about Taylor's seventh studio album, Lover. Can you believe it's been seven? Seven. Seven albums. And there's still more. Seven (laughs) episodes. It's absolutely insane. The number seven. That's a movie. Heard of it? It's a movie. It's a
3: very, yeah, very depressing, graphic, horrifying movie. (laughs) Let's talk about Lover. (laughs)
2: How are you doing, Lover? Me? Yes, you.
3: Oh, I'm doing just fine. It's all cold outside. I'm bundled up. I've got my White Claw. Mm-hmm. This is also a White Claw album, not to be confused with the whiskey albums. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. The whiskey will be
3: coming back for Folklore and Evermore, but lovers, it's got that little bubbly, little. fruity sip. It's a bubbly, fruity sip. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Uh, today I'm
2: drinking ginger lemon tea. Okay, so you wanted like a, a fruity sip. Yeah, I gave it a little little something little extra extra. Yeah. Are we ready to just hop on into some facts about this album?
3: I was going to say, bring me
2: the facts. I know the facts were these. The facts were these. (laughs) Welcome to (laughs) Lover, Taylor Swift's seventh studio album, which was released in 2019. It is the first album released after Taylor left Big Machine Records and the subsequent Masters debate with Scooter Braun began. Round of
3: applause. Round of applause. Yes.
2: So this one is ethically sourced
3: yeah this one we didn't even have to we don't even we're not even going to get a taylor's version
2: no this is this is it it. this is taylor's version the album has a lighter sound compared to reputation and has like a throwback quality to its songs all about the different stages of love a return to taylor's singer songwriter roots the album brings together lewis bell frank dukes joel little and jack antonoff as producers party the album had four singles me you need to calm down lover and The Man. And it had a promotional single, which I don't really know the difference, but The Archer. It was Taylor's sixth number one album on the Billboard 200 charts and was certified double platinum. Selling 3.2 million copies in 2019, Lover was the best-selling studio album of the year, and Taylor became the world's best-selling musician of 2019. That's insane. Taylor Swift calls the album a celebration of love in all its complexity, coziness, and chaos, and says the album feels like fields, sunset, and summer. Fields, sunset, and summer? Mm-hmm. That's kind of iconic. I kind of love that. This is also the first album that Taylor has been very clear about her political opinions, including her support of the Equality Act. Yes, as we especially as we learned in um, Miss Americana. Mm-hmm. And this is Lover. Lover. What do you what do you remember when you first heard Lover? Um I remember genuinely
3: it's well so I remember like being on my phone with it like turned sideways at like the premiere for me the video. Mm-hmm. And I remember not particularly loving it. <laughs> same. Very same. And so my expectations for the whole album were a little lowered. And then when I started the album. And I heard the beginning of I Forgot That You Existed. I was like, now why would I ever doubt my
2: girl? Now why? Well, I did too. And I, it was one of those moments where I was like, I am a fan. I will listen to Taylor, of course. Yes. Um, I <laughs> don't like this song. I m- Which one? Me. Like, oh, yeah. Upon no, first, yeah. first listen, because it was the first single released. And it was the first thing post-reputation.
3: It's also like. It is catchy. Like, let me be clear. It is a very catchy song, and like when it comes on, I can't not be like,
4: hee hee hee. Like
3: it's it. There are it's good writing and things like that. It's just not my. It's not my favorite thing.
2: It just follows in the trend of Taylor picking poor lead singles. I also find the album all together kind of sonically all over the place
3: yeah i would say in my opinion this is her least cohesive album Mm -hmm. it feels a little and like i guess that's her saying like it's about different stages of love but there's no like kind of arc to it it's just kind of like bam here's this i'm talking about equality i'm sassy now here's a song about cancer like it's like really kind
2: of all over the place but i think individually it's great yeah she i was reading that she was saying like lover is like the mood board like the vibe yeah and then and it kind of feels like this it feels like your friend's pastel mood board
3: yeah it, like yeah this one feels the most to me like uh, so broad of a concept that it lets her do a lot of really cool individual stuff but i say overall it's i feel like as an album it is the least memorable for me well, also, the individual songs being some of my favorites she's ever done. And, and here we go. My God. Chuck. Chuck has a lot of things to say about Lover. That is my dog. <laughs> Give me one second. We're going to get him out of the room. He was being very good until then. Bye, Chuck. I love you.
2: <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, which is funny. Cause we recently were with a friend who is like Lover is the first Taylor album that I listened to and I like love it and I listen to it all the time and da da da. da. And my reaction was literally like That's so interesting. Yeah, like that's <laughs> fascinating. Um and it like but the thing is like I, I don't it's not even that I
3: don't understand that. Like I understand I love almost every song
2: on this album, but
3: as a whole piece, I'm always
2: like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I um made Sean listen to an interview snippet um, between Taylor and Zane Lowe talking about this album. And she talks about how like reputation was so outside of her wheelhouse and how she was living in like metaphor and how everything was extreme. Like that's how she wanted it to be. And it feels like that and then and then
3: and also the reason i think that album lands so well is because like it is so extreme and then the second half you kind of get this shift where it's all extreme but it's it's becoming about something good Mm -hmm. and then it just drops everything out at the end and it's like happy new year and she says it is
2: a musical so
3: put it on broadway girl
2: we need we need something good on broadway these days (laughs) that's a whole different podcast yeah (laughs) why are why are they like that (laughs) (laughs) and then taylor says that lover is more like her return to like the stamp of what is taylor and it's it's it does feel like it feels like pre-read taylor to me
4: Mm -hmm.
3: um but then the individual songs again some of my favorites
4: yeah
2: great
3: i also think the order of the album is a little chaotic but we can get into that as we go we can get into that so let's start it off right at the top with
2: i forgot that you existed so much fun so fun
3: I love the song. Again, I say it every episode, and I know at least now people we know people are at least listening, and people have said thank you. She's so
2: funny. She's hilarious. It's hilarious. Also, again, we only heard me, and then this is how it starts the album, which I think is totally different. Yeah. No, and like I do understand that like they all kind of
3: fit in the same sort of everything's a little lighter, like the instrumentation is a little brighter. Like it's not reputation, that's
4: for sure.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. It's a, it's, a, it's a little more like bubblegum pop, mm-hmm. and I like it. I like it. I'm definitely more of a reputation at heart, but this song, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, she's having fun.
2: Well, and this song <laughs> is essentially like everything that she was writing about in Reputation to Extremes, right? Like, these people are bad, and I'm bad, and blah, blah, blah. And she took Like, I'll become the villain if you want me to be and then she was like well i can also just write this like pop song that's kind of passive aggressive but really cuts you about how it isn't love it isn't hate it's just indifference it's just, like what a great <laughs> what a great
3: fucking lyric just like it's just indifference like she's just so like i i really can't tell you how unbothered i am I really which like and then care. also there is just like the beauty of writing a song about how unbothered you are because you wrote a song about it so clearly like they're still a part of it mm. but i do think writing a whole song being like oh my god i forgot that i even cared about that i really don't so wow i forgot that you
2: existed is so cutting
3: it's savage (laughs) it's just indifference so Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) so it's such a good ending i love this song i think it's so fun um it does it feels like she's just like having a little more fun i was like and i thought that it would kill me but it didn't (laughs) it didn't (laughs) it's yeah it's Again, it's like, I think she's a master of how she presents her vocal decisions and Mm -hmm. like that she can like belt something out, but she can also just be like, I'm going to speak this part because I'm really
2: good at that, actually. I think she has some really, really cool vocal choices on this album. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're about I mean, we're about to get into. I mean, do you have anything else to say? Because I'm excited. No, I
3: also I just think (laughs) that I think that uh, I forgot that you existed as like a really great, cute, little short start. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like a cute little intro like it's funny because i was just saying like the, the order of the album feels strange to me like lover feels like it, the title song probably could have been the first song but then i don't know where i would put i forgot that you existed mm-hmm. and so and also after reputation it just feels like a nice like oh my god <laughs> sorry i was just uh, i got a little caught up there and i just actually don't think about this anymore
2: <laughs> like oh, by the way we're just putting that to bed goodbye yeah new anyway. stuff
3: <laughs> let me drop you into one of the best pop songs of the last 20 years oh my god cruel summer holy taylor i know you know i know i know the people your friends have probably yelled at this to you over drinks i'm sure you get a lot of letters about this you've said on seth meyers that you've heard it why
2: in the fucking world was this not the lead single (laughs) why why is it still not a single <laughs> you released it you said that it's like sunset fields and summer well you wrote a song with summer in the title
3: it's just i what like it is so this song is so good everything about this song is utterly fantastic from start to finish it's one of my favorite bridge she's ever written
2: it's taylor swift jack antonoff and annie clark or as we know saint vincent
3: i also love that it's it's so perfect that it's so pure pop like and it's new the shape of your body it's blue the feeling i've got and it's ooh, whoa whoa <laughs> like what the fuck does that even mean but you know when i hear it i think i know exactly what it means mm-hmm. i'm drunk in the back of the car like i know ex- like it It feels like a torturous whirlwind summer romance and i love that it almost just comes down to like sounds and colors and like
2: it's a blue heaven midnight crush
3: Exactly. Shout out to Buddy Who. We love you.
2: And Blue Heaven Midnight Crush is my favorite thing to be like. I don't know what that means, but I know exactly I what know that means. What it means. the song also feels like kind of an expansion of new romantics to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It feels like that, like,
3: I'm so caught up in this, but also I kind of love it. No rules in breakable heaven. What? Like, and, but it, it like that's a complicated lyric. In the middle of this chorus, That's also just like, woo! Like, it's so, like, it's just like this, like, I feel like I'm just, like, waving around, like, in the back of a bar or the back of a car. Mm, as she says. <laughs> and just, like, I'm, like, waving my arms with my, dr- like, my glass of rosés over my head, and I'm on, like, someone's roof, but I don't know who owns the apartment that we're on the roof of. We're just there.
2: <laughs> Wait, I've been saying a lyric wrong. What is it? Uh, You're learning something. I'm always learning. So we're in the perfect bridge. Oh, he looks up? Yeah.
3: I literally, Ryan, I told you about this like two weeks ago. Uh, I was like, remember how the cruel summer bridge is the best? And you were like, he looks so pretty like a devil. And I was like, those aren't the lyrics. You didn't believe me. Wow. (laughs) I will say, I also thought those were the lyrics for a while. It was very much a Starbucks lover's moment for me. Fair, fair, fair. But he looks up grinning. I love you. Ain't that the worst thing you ever heard? So good. I love when Taylor she she loves to do this thing where she brings the uh the bridge or like a little tag back at the end of the song versus doing another chorus. Like she does this in August too. Where she's just like, oh, I have this other little like catchy thing and like instead of ending it with a chorus, I'm gonna like surprise you with this again.
2: I love it.
3: I love it. I I hope that she just drops a video for it after she's done with the Taylor's versions, just because.
2: Just do it. You have you have the access.
3: It's January 3rd. If we don't get this by
2: August, Taylor, I'm questioning everything. I'm coming over and we're going to have a chat. (laughs) So cut the headlights. Summer's a knife. I'm always waiting for you just to cut to the bone.
3: (laughs) It's so good. I love the song. I really could talk about this song for a podcast. It's pop masterpiece. Add it to my top five. That's really a top 20.
2: Add it to the top five. (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. Top five of Sean's songs. (laughs) regular chadias over here woke moment um everyone's Trigger allowed to one. have everyone's allowed to have their own top five <laughs> top top who said top speaking of tops lover lover <laughs> i think this is one of the best songs she's ever written i adore this song and she said it took 20 minutes yeah
3: and it, like it's it sounds like a song that has that ease to it where like oh the chord progression is just so like Delicious, Mm -hmm. and like it feels the instrumentation so warm in it. Like I love the guitar. I love that it feels like a song you would hear. It like it's funny when I hear this song, I picture like a summer like bar and pub situation where there's a stage in the back, and she's like singing it on a stage, and all the windows are like pulled open, like garage doors. Mm -hmm. I just I think that the song just feels warm and happy, and not in like a sappy way, like in a genuine like this is what love feels like kind of way. It's very romantic in a, like, old the first definition of it. We could leave the Christmas lights up till January. Perfect. Like, I, automatically you
2: understand everything about this relationship. Yeah, it's... In one line. <laughs> They've already set up for Christmas. They're already living together. They are like
3: all these things. We, yeah, like we could do that. And we can leave it up till January because we can do whatever we want because it's our place.
2: I think Taylor writes a lot of songs about longing for being in a relationship or mourning a relationship ending, but we don't have like yeah. a lot of like being in it. And this album has a lot of that, which mm-hmm. is really, really lovely. Which is nice and like cozy to warm up into. And I truly, truly think this is top notch music. I'm just like. I also love her vocal quality on the like uh And you'll save all your dirtiest jokes oh, for yeah. me. <laughs> I love the <that>. <laughs> <Andrew, laughs> intro. to my She's
3: like the point where all of my neighbors hate me. She's like miles behind the mic. I just I yeah, I think the like the descending chord progression and the like Yo, my, my is so It feels to me almost like um it gives me like sometimes like a Bob Dylan feeling. Kind of that how I feel about um I Bet You Think About Me um, Mm -hmm. on uh, Red, Taylor's version, from The Vault, Chris Stapleton. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I just think this song is so, so lovely. Also, I loved you three summers now, honey, but I want them all. Ugh. Come on. It also like it's also just it stays light and funny. Like it it's very like I want to spend my life with you but also like god, we have so much fun together. Well, it's all we want for our friends and Taylor. That's all we and Taylor's want. Taylor's our friend. Yeah, Taylor, I mean our our really personal close friend. Very Taylor personal <laughs> close friend.
2: Well, that's also like the song does that thing that is so good about her music where it is so specific. It she's singing about having guitar string scars and like all these I things. Love this, uh all's well
3: that ends well to end up with you swear to be overdramatic and true is so like funny
2: it's so funny but it feels like it's it's everyone's song
3: yeah it feels like almost like and i mean this is a compliment like it feels like a first draft that she wrote and she was like i could make this more vague and then she was like no Mm -mm. (laughs) this is technically still my song so (laughs) (laughs) this is
2: my seventh album and it's the titular role it is the titular role (laughs) yes so the original album for a while was going to be daylight and then she wrote lover and was like gotta switch it but and i think i think this is a better title i think it's a better full idea yeah because i i love daylight we'll get there when we get there but because if the album was called daylight i would be comparing every single song to like whether it's day or night because i went to theater school and that's what we're told to do
3: oh god they broke us so bad didn't they so took all of our money so and left bad. us literal
2: trauma centers <laughs> i'm a broken i'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying on the floor <laughs> <laughs> me to my bfa me to my bfa <laughs> um yes uh. kudos lover and then we get the man
3: the man okay so this i have like a thing about so i think taylor is very good at writing these individual songs that are about one specific thing especially when it's like a call to action kind of thing Mm-hmm.
2: I don't really want to listen to them that much. <laughs> I did not like this song until Miss Americana. Same, and then I think it was simply because I had heard it so many times that I was like, sure. I do think it's catchy and well written and fun and like, it has obviously
3: a very very like great point. Like I the I love the we our favorite part uh, and get bitches and models and when she's writing it yeah, Miss Americana yeah. and she just keeps saying bitches and models over and over. I
2: live my life. I love it. Yeah, it's it's weird because in this instance, the first time I heard it and I'm just being honest, I was like, this is like too specific. Like there wasn't enough metaphor for me, but that's also misogyny, I guess. Right. Like also, there's
4: it's
3: not a song for us, really. It's not really for us. a song for us to learn from, but not necessarily a song for us to like identify with because we're the problem. God,
2: isn't it hard when you find out you're the problem?
3: i mean i'm i'm a white man so I've been <laughs> pretty much every day of my life is just acknowledging that i'm the problem <laughs> uh but yeah no i mean i i do love watching her write this in miss americana and i do think it's good i love that she directed the video and played all the parts and like i thought it was really fun i love that she's just like truly fuck scooter Braun, <laughs> truly fuck that man down with um, him but like But yeah, it's not a song that I'm like making a playlist. Let me throw the man on there. Yeah, it doesn't. It comes on and I go, oh. And like, I understand why it was a single because it was with the video and with all of us. Like, I get that. Still want
2: Cruel Summer, though. Still big proponents for Cruel Summer. Yeah. Then we get track five, which I adore. The Archer. A perfect track five. I love this song.
3: I absolutely love the song. When this dropped as a single before the album came out, I
2: was like. Well now here we go I was like yes <laughs> Yeah so this was the promotional single Which like from what I googled Promotional singles are free And regular singles are money But like What 100%. does that mean in streaming world I don't I know I mean streams don't make any money That's
3: why everybody's tours and has Vegas residencies Go Katy Perry go you go. <laughs> um,
2: Yeah but I also heard the song be- Again before the full release of the album And I was like oh okay i will like something on this album well and
3: what made me i got really excited when i heard this and because i i believe me was first the archer was second and then she released lover and then the whole album came out mm-hmm. from how i remember it um but i remember hearing the archer and being like well that certainly sounds different than me and then i heard lover and i was like oh we're in such good hands like this is gonna be me is a, is a moment but she's gonna give us the goods like i i really really love this song i think it's like devastating and like hopeful it's just screaming who could ever leave me darling but who could stay oh and like the bridge with like uh all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put me together again because all my enemies started out friends helped me hold on to like i love the idea of being
2: like i end up hurting the people around me and i really don't want to hurt you (laughs) she also has this longing quality in her vocal on the like I've been the archer, been the prey. Yeah, when you hear it, it's just like haunting and reverb. Oh, I mean, in. this is when I first heard this. I was like, Jack's back. back.
4: Um,
3: I, lo- I mean, I again, I'm a huge fan of Jack's production, and I just, I, the second I hear those like synth, when he's got like his like synthesizer on an organ setting, and like something's going on, like it's the same kind of feeling I get from "This Is Me Trying." Like, I. I love the song. It really...
2: I have, like, when it plays at the end of Miss Americana, I, like, cry every time. <laughs> mm. I wake in the night. I pace like a ghost. The room is on fire, invisible smoke, and all of my heroes die all alone. Help me hold on to you.
3: Yeah. And also, the, I did know that that... I, the second I heard that, I was like, oh, this is absolutely a Jack Antonoff song because he is always obsessed with the idea of heroes and, like, his, like All My Heroes Got Tired is off bleachers. I was like, oh, this is, like, a true collaboration
2: between the two of them. This song had me wanting to change my zodiac sign and i'm a leo so
3: that's <laughs> fucked up yeah that's on you i don't know about I that don't know. i'm a sagittarius um, rising okay but i like the way the in the final chorus because it's mostly about being like i've i've become this like problem and then i love at the end it's like who could stay and she's like you could mm-hmm. it's just like a, a song that's like feels incredibly vulnerable being like i don't want to destroy anything but i keep doing that and i've also been destroyed. And I'm afraid of you doing that. So like, what if we just didn't?
2: (laughs) What if we just didn't do that? Well, because it's also like the idea of dating Taylor Swift, right? Is that you don't want to break up with her. You don't want to be broken up. You don't want to be dumped by her because she will write a hit song about you. Like that's the lore of Taylor. So it's like all of this is built up around me. Like who could ever leave me, but who could stay? like even and like it doesn't even have to necessarily be just about
3: like uh a romantic relationship it could just be about like friends it could be anything like i love but like the opening lyric combat i'm ready for combat i say i don't want that but what if i do like i love the idea of being like when you have to be self-reflective and you'd be like all these people are saying things about me maybe they have a point like maybe i am that thing that i'm so afraid of being and like how do i grapple with that Mm -hmm. and like especially then just calling it the archer like being like this song is about me being a killer. <laughs> <laughs> I am literally a
2: hunter. Yeah, and we are the foxes. <laughs> <Go> we <away>, run. <laughs> I literally, I started this episode being like, I am a little under the weather. I will not sing, and all I've been doing is making weird sounds. Um, that's that's our thing. It's our shtick. Part of the course. I think he knows. Oh, I like this song. The from the moment the bass is like do don 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 don.
3: Yeah. It's the song fun. is just it's yeah it's just like sassy and fun, skipping down Sixteenth Avenue. I'm like, girl, where are you?
2: Where? Are who, who? Who? Is that Queens? 16th... <laughs> uh I don't. I never know where I am in Queens. They have numbers and avenues that are numbered. I uh, just. Uh... If you're listening and you're from Queens, I'm sorry, but we're meeting in Manhattan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just I can't. Uh... I I get it. You have backyards and stairs, but oh. <laughs> but other than that.
2: He got my heart.
3: It's so like so much fun.
2: He got that boyish look that I like in a man. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I love when she does that. She has like, and she uses that kind of like melody where she like pops up at the end of a line a lot, and I always love it. It like I just love that like a lot of the song album so happy. Yeah, <laughs> and like I said, like I've, in the past, there's always like a cute song, and we'll get there because there is a cute song in this album. Me is one of them, but that I'm not talking. It's about It's different. Um, but this album's a lot of cute songs. But they have like a little more substance to them as opposed to just being like, stay, stay, stay. Like it's very, <laughs> it's got a little more like I have these specific things that I really, it's like about specific aspects
2: of the person you're in love with. Yeah, I like that she's like, I think he knows when we get all alone, I'll make myself at home and he'll want me to stay. Hmm. Yeah, I love
3: that it's, it's all put on him too. He better lock it down or I won't stick
2: around because good ones never wait. <laughs>
5: i am the architect i'm drawing up the plants.
2: so much fun maybe she said 16th avenue just to like not put it anywhere
4: i don't know i'm gonna google it wait 16th avenue nashville oh i'd buy that sure
2: lyrical smile and a go let us know in the comments
4: (laughs) (laughs) if you
3: know where 16th avenue is let us know because we certainly don't. We've never been there. I'm like,
2: isn't there only 12? I don't know. I don't know. I live <laughs> in Manhattan. Uh, <laughs> indigo eyes are such a nice way to describe someone's eyeballs. Also, I've never seen someone with indigo eyes. Yeah. Maybe she's dating a witch. That's like purple. Isn't that in the roy tree biff?
3: They, Trixie and Katya were just talking about this on the colors <laughs> episode that was not about colors, but also about colors. And they were like, indigo. And they go, purple, blue, purple, purple. And I was like, i was like purple eyes imagine purple eyes hot scary
2: hot yeah like cheshire cat well i mean she does she uses that in um wonderland so where are we gonna go i whisper in the dark i think he knows so miss americana and the heartbreak kid taylor says it's political yeah that interview honestly i i understand
3: I've always considered it as, like, a song about, like, the image of being a good girl and, like, the image of, like, perfection and what you put on to, like, make that happen. Yeah. And then, like, how
2: sometimes that doesn't matter anyway. Taylor says, this song is about disillusionment with our crazy world of politics and inequality set in a metaphorical high school. I get that. Like, my team is losing, battered, and bruising. Like, this was all written in Trump era.
3: Yeah. I see the high fives between bad guys. Leave with my head hung. You're the only one who seems to care american stories burning before me yeah i guess i just never really thought of it as like an uh bluntly political song but maybe i just wasn't paying attention
2: because everything was so terrible at that time that i was like eh. <laughs> yeah i like i don't know I, I just fully missed it
3: oh my god yeah like i've really never thought of it this way we're so sad we paint the town blue like i mean that seems pretty wow i guess i'm stupid yeah i think i'm pretty dumb
2: Because initially, I fully wrote the song off. I was like, "Okay, cool."
3: Yeah, it's no, it's. I mean, I I've always. It's funny because I always caught myself being like,
2: "Hmm, "Is this a song I'm gonna skip?" And then I almost never do. Well, the the line that has been getting me in my like re-listens over the past couple days is just, "Boys will be boys." Then where are the wise men, darling? I'm scared. Yeah, I'm like, oh, where the problem?
4: (laughs) I mean, well, yeah,
3: we know. Yeah, People, like I always, I'm literally every time somebody says play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, and I was like, you mean the Taylor Swift lyric from Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince? Even though I know it's a phrase that's existed forever. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the like cheering of this song though, mm-hmm. like and I even <laughs> like I I love that it does Man. have this like high school thing. I like picture this song being used in like an episode of Riverdale. like everyone's walking in slow motion being like Cheryl's back in high school
2: for some reason
3: it's definitely Cheryl yeah
2: yeah absolutely best character
3: it's true I do wonder like sometimes I just like sit there and I'm like where did Miss Americana and the
2: Heartbreak Prince as like a sentence come into her brain yeah because I assumed it was about her Miss Americana yeah and the Heartbreak Prince being something that was said about her partner, Joe, at some point. But I have no facts for that. So maybe that's why I wrote it off. Cause I was like, honey, I read Harry Potter and the half blood prince. Like I'm tired of these princes. Yeah. No more princes. No more princes. No more princes in America.
3: Yeah. I mean like now that I'm like reading the lyrics on paper, I'm like, Oh yeah. American glory faded before me. Now I'm feeling hopeless, ripped up my prom dress, running through rose thorns. I saw the scoreboard and ran for my life. Like, <laughs> oh shit we're losing (laughs) it's so dark i'm like it was coming up like on 2020 like this was released right before the election
2: as we know because she also just casually released that one song that was like vote literally taylor swift announcing that she was a democrat on instagram like got so many people registered to vote yeah it's insane and we can say what we want about celebrities and like what their use is in society but they have power yeah like is it their responsibility to speak up for you know
3: moral things but i think in a lot of cases yeah like i think it's at least their responsibility to understand that what they say will matter Mm -hmm. like for example a certain artist that i'm not going to talk about because i really don't want to get (laughs) doxxed um but their posts about vaccines absolutely caused major major hesitation mm-hmm. in getting vaccines for millions of people because you have to realize when you say something millions of people are going to read it
2: especially as we've been not outside and not like i am Only so reading so glued to my phone in a way that i don't think i ever have been and yeah the pandemic is when i had to put my phone on do not disturb at
3: all times which everybody gets mad at me about. But I have to I have to make the choice to look at my phone, which is usually every 10 seconds. But <laughs> it's like having e- l- at least that barrier and not just like constant notifications because we were just sitting at home and the only way to talk to people was like buzz, buzz, buzz.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and Taylor has gotten a lot of shit for most of her life about not expressing a political opinion. Um, I think it's important to remember that we met her when she was 15, 16. And probably
3: raised in a very Republican area. Like, you, people people can change and grow and do things. And, like, also, I mean, yeah, like, for the first three albums of her
2: career, she couldn't even vote. She couldn't vote. And, like, (laughs) I wouldn't trust my 16-year-old self with anything. You know, like, there are definitely youthful people who have full developed political opinions, but it's not...
3: I would say the generation below us even more so because... They grew up with,
2: like, access
3: to everything, but also that's caused chaos.
2: Yeah, so I just think it's important to acknowledge that Taylor is saying a lot on this album that she did not feel like she could or had the space to previously. And I do think that probably leads to some of the, like, more chaotic feeling
3: of the tones of this album. Mm -hmm. But also when you've waited at this point, how old was she? Like, 29? yeah it's 2019
4: she's 32 now just turned 32 yeah yeah
3: So uh, yeah like 28 29 um i think like she's she waited almost like a very large majority of her like adult life yeah like as as like a young adult and as an artist like deep into her career to be able to say anything she believed <laughs> right as opposed to just being and then she says it at miss americana she was like i was so obsessed with just being liked. like being this good person that could be like a blank slate that you could
2: you know get along with and she's like and then at a certain point i had to be like fuck trump he sucks he's bad and she didn't feel that that she could do that until her seventh album
3: yeah As as an almost 30 year old and also then in miss americana when she's like crying to her entire label being like including her father and they're like we will lose half our sales and she's like i don't give a fuck like she's <laughs> like are you kidding like why like at a certain point that can't she's like how am i how are, like, am i supposed to stand there and say i love my gay fans and not stand up for them when their rights are being threatened i'm like and that was when i was just like anyone that has a, says they have a problem with taylor swift i'm like uh, just grow up <laughs> <laughs> like i'm so bored i'm so tired like she's you can say anything you want about like before then, but like she was under an immense amount of pressure from a very young age. And I think everyone should just,
2: you need to calm down. You need to calm down, which we'll get to, but right now yeah. we're at paper rings. Um, this is the cute song, but also it's really fun. and I like it. It feels like, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe this. It feels to me like a very old Miley Cyrus song. It feels yeah. like the vibe of, uh, the seven things I hate about you seven things? seven things not ten no it's seven. Ten things i hate about you as a movie yeah oh there i
3: i don't really know early miles miley cyrus maybe we should do those oh those will be a trip but yeah
2: seven things i heard about you da, ba, ba,
3: ba, okay yeah i was just like what are you talking about i was like it's called 10 <laughs> 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 no this song is it's it's so fun it's super catchy it feels. it is the cutesiest of the cutesy i think it's very cute
2: it's so cute
3: i do love that like a main character in taylor's albums from here on out is joe's brother (laughs) yes (laughs) like i have a feeling that like they like are like when they like all hang out or like at like holidays like her and her and joe's brother get like trashed and are like yeah like it it seems like they're like really really
2: get along because she writes about her his brother like four times right In the winter in the icy outdoor pool, when you jumped in first, I went into I'm with you, even if it makes me blue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to the color that we painted your brother's wall. Come on, Joe's brother.
3: Yeah, Joe's brother. Let's hang out. You sound like you're lovely. And I'm glad that you got a new wall. (laughs) I'm so glad. Taylor Swift painted Um, that
2: wall. That would be me anytime somebody comes in my house.
3: I even just love like. I hate accidents except for when we went from friends to this like it's just it's just like a fun happy song and after i mean like after reputation it was just like oh i'm so glad she's having a good time
2: i also like that it throws in adult things right like the moon is high like your friends were the night that we first met at some oh yeah it's like taylor's talking about drug you drugs and then she, she
3: was at a party with Gerard. And she's like,
2: darling, you're the one I want in paper rings and picture frames in dirty dreams. Oh oh. Yeah.
3: Oh. She gets a like and she talks about the dirty jokes earlier. And like I like that she's in like reputation, she talks to like a little more like sexy sexy. But in this, it's like a little bit like being like, no, like I have sex with my boyfriend. <laughs> she's like, I
2: do a natural normal thing uh called sex with my yep. boyfriend. And we should all celebrate that. I love the <laughs> the Kissy once cause I know you had a long night. Da, 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 Again, da, it's da, da, kinda da, it's
3: she loves that like thing of being like, I have a melody and then I go, up. Oh. Um, and I love it every time. I'm never mad. It gets me. I recently was writing a song and I was like, what if I did da-da-da-da-da-da-da? And I was like, that's just Taylor Swift. Like I would probably actually have to give her songwriting credit. Do it quick. I know. Don't want people to think I'm stealing. For the record, I don't think that Olivia Rodrigo stole any of those melodies.
2: I think everyone needs to fucking calm down. I, I would like everyone to read one fucking book about music And then have an opinion
3: That's me they sound, ex- <laughs> they sound exactly the same Okay bitch Just because it could be a mashup on Glee Does not mean that someone stole a fucking melody Get knowledge
2: There are only 12 <laughs> notes I'm so tired There are only 12 notes
3: There's on- There are only 12 notes <laughs> And he wrote them and you sang them And he that's how the ladies. star got born <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should do a whole episode where we just our Sam Elliott and Bradley Cooper in a star spawn. Yeah.
2: You dad's dead to Farm!
3: Okay, we've lost the script. <laughs> topic tracker, topic tracker. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, oh but this song, this is important. All we right, have to talk about
2: we have to talk about L- Loverfest. Loverfest? Or not Loverfest, but live from Paris. The Paris?
3: Alive from um, Emily in Paris, Emily Cornelia in Pe- Street, Taylor in Peru. Um, in Peru? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Cornelia Street is one of her uh, finest, sure, in we'll my opinion. It. And I need everyone to just like listen to the Paris recording because she sings her fucking face sings off. Sings it down. I personally prefer that recording, but the song as a whole is Devastating
2: and beautiful. Oh God, it's just so wanting and so vulnerable. Well, what I love about it is that it's a breakup
3: song about somebody that's just scared to break up. Mm -hmm. It's it's not even a breakup song about like something that's happening. It's (laughs) it's a breakup that's like I really hope that we never break up because I would lose all of the places and things that I love that I shared with you, which is like so honest and also like you can just tell that she's in a different kind of relationship at this point in her life because that's how you start to think Mm -hmm.
2: you're like oh my god like i would actually be a disaster yeah and it's like these scary thoughts because you feel that sooner than you're like it's kosher to talk about it you know what i mean like you've been with your partner for forever at this point so like that would logically make sense but i'm sure you felt that way like way too soon
3: oh everyone yeah i mean i feel like there's always a moment especially when you're like jumping into a relationship where like if you're really feeling that way you're like fully being like okay (laughs) (laughs) all the things i want to say i definitely have to like pace out like i'll make a google calendar Mm -hmm, (laughs) because mm -hmm. i cannot come on this hot although famously that is not how i function (laughs) famously i just confessed my love through text message so <laughs> text message lover a new song brought to you by De you can get my new single text message lover and my other single sex danger it comes out next week
2: <laughs> oh god i love this song yeah no this song's really really beautiful um when she belts it in the paris thing you just feel it crazy it's so good also just like i get mystified by how this
3: city screams your name is such a gorgeous lyric <laughs> also where's cornelia street i think it's here um i'm pretty sure that it's like in the village and you can it was like her village apartment i can walk it well it's gated oh well that makes sense it's like one of those <laughs> it's like one of those like rich village places like most places in the village like you're either living in a box in the village or mm. you're taylor swift
2: got it got it got it got it cool, cool
3: but cool. i do love that she lived in the village because there's a lot of places that rich people could live in new york that are really annoying but the village is like a cool one i think it's there let me check the on the
2: street, me back to that oh yeah
3: wait hold on why can't i clicked it but it's not it's like showing me the village it's like no but i it's not showing me like which street is cornelia street which is very annoying where is taylor swift's cornelia street it is in manhattan's greenwich village a relatively quiet street near washington square park at least it was until swift moved into number 23 during the summer of 2016 oh, <laughs> fair, fair, fair.
2: i mean she had a marvelous time ruining everything it's fine i love when the music drops off on the like i hope i never lose you oh yeah. Like right, and then it just kicks back in, and baby, I get misfied. and that's when she starts the belt at the Paris, and at the oh, Paris, God. um, and that's the only live performance really we have of songs from Lover because, because uh, then COVID. the world ended, so Loverfest never happened. We have two other albums. Like it's it's just interesting to think about like what a Taylor Swift show will be. I don't even
3: know. Yeah, like I mean, I I always I've been saying. My dream version is that she does, like, a a Coachella that's just her.
2: (laughs) I mean, she literally released
3: five albums. Like, I think she could (laughs) legitimately, like, be like, I have this place in the desert, and I'm setting up a massive stage, and we're setting up, like, tents and everything. And, like, one night, I'm giving you the Reputation Tour. One night, I'm giving you an intimate folklore moment. The next night, I'm doing Red. We're not doing Fearless. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We are not doing Fearless. fearless It's fine. It's
2: fine. Fearless has gems that will last a lifetime. It's fine. And it's got B-sides. And it has From the Vault tracks that I love. Great.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
5: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: (laughs) Uh Cornelia Street Slaps, stream it. (laughs) Go stream it, listen to the one. And then Oh, this this double whammy. Like, are you fucking kidding? Also, wait, I before we even talk about this, Death by a Thousand Cuts, I love this song immediately when I heard the album. Mm -hmm. And then I loved it even more when she revealed that she wrote this song about the movie Someone Great
2: on Netflix. (laughs) Which, Someone Great, incredible movie, inspired so many people. Yeah. Gave us, didn't give us Lizzo. A lot of us knew about Lizzo beforehand, but like catapulted Lizzo.
3: Like, I mean, and just because that scene, like it's so funny. If you haven't watched Someone Great on Netflix, it is a really genuinely funny, excellent, sad movie about adult breakups and taylor watched it and was very moved by it and she decided to write this song death by a thousand cuts which i think is one of her finest hours
2: it's so good i also this production is gorgeous i got a little stony baloney and hopped in the shower and listened to the song and then immediately was screaming for sean because these lyrics blew my mind oh i yeah this happened this was like true lockdown we were in altered states the entire time. I look through the windows of this love, even though we boarded them up. Chandelier's still flickering here because I can't pretend it's okay when it's not. Like, like, let me personify love as a house. A boarded up <laughs> house it's got that electrical has a little problems. light in it.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the wiring is bad in my love house. <laughs> I need you to fix this connection, baby.
3: <laughs> I need an electrician.
2: Someone got an electrician. I have a thousand cuts.
3: i uh, but like this is one of my favorite bridges as well Mm -hmm. um mostly because it's it's one stanza longer than you think it's gonna be and when it hits it hits so hard it's when she goes from like paper cut strings from my paper thin my time my wine my spirit my trust it's so satisfying i the first time i heard it i was like she's still going she's still going (laughs) It's it's like listening to a
2: very very good rap line very excited
3: (laughs) it made me it gives me the same feeling that the bridge of champagne problems did which is just like when you're in an emotional state and everything sort of becomes this like stream of conscious where you're like taking small pieces Mm -hmm. of a much larger like relationship and being like oh there's this but then there's also this and there's that but also i'm so upset
2: (laughs) it's i i'm holding back the feeling to just read everyone this entire song because it's i know a dramatic reading of Death by a Thousand Cuts. It's perfect. Yeah, read your song like a monologue. Um, oh, shut up. <laughs> I asked the traffic lights if it'll be all right. They say, I don't know. Uh.
3: It's just it's just so gorgeous. And I love the production with the like layered uh, vocals in the back. And they're like, my, 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 my. My, like, my.
2: It's just genuinely inspired. And I love that she wrote it about a movie she liked. Fun fact: Those my my mys were taken from the seagulls in Finding Nemo. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Get, Get him out of here! Hey, He's I'll be done. here. I'll be here all night. But I'm Um, <laughs> where else are we going? <laughs> where else are we going? But it's also like the you said it was a great love one for the ages. Feels t- like it doesn't follow regular song structure. Like it feels like its own. It's a tiny little pre-chorus. Yeah.
3: It's like a, a little just, yeah. She,
2: she gives you this, like, it's a very
3: tight pre-chorus. It's really cool.
2: And if the story's over.
3: Why am I still writing pages? Why am I still writing my morning pages? I finished the artist way. I found God. Why am I still writing these? <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah, no, I love the song. Also, watch Someone Great. It also features an incredible song by Ren Weaver that nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. Gina Rodriguez knocks it out of the park. There's a cameo from Rosario Dawson for some reason. She's great. Britney Snow is perfect. Selena.
2: They sing Selena at one point.
3: Rebecca Naomi Jones is a lesbian.
2: <laughs> and that's the whole movie. I'm so glad you watched it with us. Thank you all yeah. for Um. Following. Everyone watch
3: someone great and then listen to Death 5000 cuts again because you'll be like, wow. You'll be like, wow. That's she great. got
2: us. She got me good, gal. So uh, we can go driving on my scooter. That? That's Idris is Elba. that some, Is Did that a LeBron joke? What? That's Idris Elba. Did you know that? Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, they were, they were, because they were they doing cats?
4: Yeah.
2: <gasps> oh, so we finally can talk about cats. We can talk about cats. We need to talk about cats. <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin, and we need to talk about cats. Uh... Oh, my God. Yes. Um,
3: I guess it makes sense, because they got to spend a lot of time in London, because that's where they filmed, right? Mm-hmm. So she got to, and Joe's from there. Am I making that up?
2: yes joe is joe is a british man yes i love that we didn't really know about joe until i couldn't point him out i'm gonna be honest folklore. no and i think that's i think that's the point <laughs> yeah it's like how um like when lady gaga dates i don't care like i i wish no, her well it,
3: you can keep it a secret
2: yeah it's or i don't know there's just like certain celebrities where i guess it's like important to know and i just i just don't care yeah because i want them to be happy <laughs> Um. So this song is also one of the cutie ones mm, It's just a
3: list It's a list of shit It's a list of What I love about it Is that it's a list of British things That an American would know Yeah <laughs> And like we've both lived in London So we're exactly these, this person
4: It's literally, like, literally I, like, oh, I
3: went I went to Camden Oh Highgate Oh I saw some stuff at the West End I call my place a flat now I'm at a pub Like it's so aggressively I studied abroad
2: and it's I studied abroad the musical London Boy, but I also kind of love that <laughs> it's so earnest. The audacity she has to rhyme me with pubwe. Oh my god! Wait, where is that? Because it's uh, and now I love high tea stories from uni and the West End. You can find me in the pubwe. <laughs> the way that it elides Obsessed. in the recording, I'm like you. <laughs> Listen. Sure. Sometimes
3: you can. Yeah. So sometimes it, it is just a joy to figure out how something's gonna scan, and you're like, I can make this work. Yeah, she makes pub we one word. Yeah, find me in the pub we. <laughs> Another one of the ones where she does the the upward inflection at the end of the phrase. Just full ass name and shit. I. There's nothing funnier to me, and I mean this is in a good way, but... God, I love the English.
2: <laughs> you know I love a London boy.
3: I also love Nights in Brixton and Shoreditch in the afternoon. <gasps> Busy day. Busy day. You are scoot, scoot, scooting all over that little sound. My God,
2: London town is... She is going to multiple zones. No traffic. Her oyster her card. Her oyster
3: card lets... Yeah, her oyster card goes across <laughs> borders, beyond <laughs> borders. I never got made it past uh zone two so <laughs>
2: damn girl damn girl you traveling idris elba and your scooter like a tennessee <laughs> stella mccartney on the heath that's just like a sounds those are just sounds in a row yeah i feel like this was fun training for the lakes
3: <laughs> when she was just like let me insert things into the middle of a phrase but make it like actually mean multiple things so much fun also please show me hackney Get it, girl. Take that overground train. You go. The orange get, one. Get above ground. You got to go. And it, like, it's got the weird, like, flexi walls. Crazy. Anyway, oh God, yeah, we studied yeah. abroad. That's right.
2: We lived in London. We know It things. might have been eight years ago, but we lived there. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine was more than that. Ten. I think it was ten years ago. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to
3: London and sing this everywhere we go, and everyone will hate us.
2: We can go riding in my school. Sku- up uh, On my school. Sku- up uh um yeah lennon boy's fun i like it <sighs> i can't oh this that. song's so sad i can't listen to
3: the song and that's i don't Well, and it's also the least listened to song on the album i believe except for uh nice to have a friend it does the
2: same thing that ronin
3: did she's incredibly honest and it's incredibly vulnerable and sometimes it's really hard to listen to songs that are this brutal yeah <laughs> the like uh Oh, God, like the lyric, holy orange
2: bottles each night I pray to you is like, oh. And then desert people find faith. So now I pray to Jesus, too. Like. Yeah. Yeah. This song, if you don't know, for some reason, is about Taylor's mom's battle with cancer. Which, fortunately, she's doing very well. Mm -hmm. And this brought a feature from The Chicks, which I think is lovely. It was pre them releasing Gaslighter. So it was a nice like reminder of royalty
3: (laughs) and also i mean an acknowledgement of taylor being like i never could have done any of the things that like right in this moment taylor was doing her i'm gonna have a political stance thing which ended up getting the chicks completely blindsided and almost ruined their entire careers um like wrongly of course and so i think her being like i need my girls on this one because you inspired me to like say the things that were scary.
2: Yeah, I mean I have a feeling this was a very scary song to create. I mean
3: like how do you play this for your mother? Like I like I would be, I would be so terrified of like Yeah. It's yeah, it's like very bravely vulnerable and in a way that's like knowing your mom's going to hear it and like no know, then knowing that your mom is going to hear how scared you are and then on
2: top of like how scared she is already. Isn't that like a strange thing that happens when you grow up when it's like you start protecting the people who are your, like, number one protectors because you're scared of loss, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I
3: mean, I think it's, like, you hit a certain part of your 20s and you're like, oh, yeah, like, you start losing people and you're like, whoa.
2: Yeah, I mean, the and I hate to make this all about me, but who am I supposed to talk to? What am I supposed to do if (sighs) there's no you is just... (sighs) It is. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah.
3: Also, just like the last, ly- like the main lyric being "soon you'll get better" because you have to.
4: Yeah, I'm like thank
3: God she did. Yeah, but like, whew, it's just like it's a hard song. But very, very good. I understand why it's one of the least listened to on the album, but
4: it's, it's great.
2: Yeah, it's not because it's a bad song. I think it's literally just hard.
4: Yeah. Then we get to
3: False anyway. Log, which, uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is probably my least listened to. I like it. This is like the. This is. I, I. will say this is the one. Looking at it, I can't hum it. I don't.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like. I. It's like moody and.
3: I like it. I get, It. It feels like a, a. Jack moment.
2: I'm New York City. I still do it for you, babe. But, it's also like
3: sexy. The altars it is my hips. Even if it's a false god.
2: It's yeah i don't I feel it somehow feels milk toasty to me
3: yeah it does it doesn't feel for me, the metaphor doesn't really work, hmm personally i it doesn't like make me feel warm and fuzzy or anything, and so yeah, this one, and I'm sure some somebody's gonna
2: be like that's my favorite one on the album, and I'm like, I'm like, that's fine <laughs> yeah, I guess i just don't I don't understand why it's a false god, like I understand it's about physically being with another person and how that feels like nirvana and heaven and
3: i think it's i mean i always took it as more like i'm gonna i worship this love even if it's not gonna work out like i'm like dedicated to this thing that might not be true
2: yeah i i guess i just wanted it to just fully be like i worship this with you without any like hesitation
4: maybe which is i
3: think that's what it's saying i just think it's like i don't i I just kind of think that the metaphors are a little like all over the place and like not easy to follow and don't hit me in like a
2: heart spot and so like it gets a little like uh okay yeah it doesn't feel like a decision is made which is annoying which is fine like it's fine for songs to be like i'm stuck in the middle i don't really know this um But I feel like if you're writing a song like that, you're saying I'm stuck in the middle and I don't really know this. Like, this feels unopinionated to me.
3: Yeah. Like, even the bridge feels a little like, I know that heaven's a thing. I go there when you touch me. Honey, hell's when I fight with you. Okay, I follow. But we can patch it up good, make confessions, and we're begging for forgiveness. Got the wine for you. I'm like, okay, now I'm a little, like, lost. (laughs) Like, is it supposed to be, like, communion wine? I don't know. Like, it's also, I'm not religious, so I'm like, "Eh." (laughs) Yeah. But... Uh, it's know. just not not yeah, for not me. For I would me. say this one's this one's my skip on the album, and that's fine.
2: We get to. You need to calm down.
3: Oh my god! Okay, so when this came out, I was like, everyone immediately had like a crazy amount of opinions about it, and they were like, "This is gay baiting. This is like like blah blah blah." And I literally, like, later, like looking back on it, I'm like, oh, everyone just needed to calm down. <laughs>
2: Really needed to come because it's really just like a fun song. <laughs> it's just a good song. It, yeah, it's. <sighs> um, I think a Ryan's l- flustered. I'm flustered because I understand. I understand, right? I understand that queer people feel would rather
3: have like a queer person standing up for them or
2: like whatever or like writing a song like this. But she's Taylor Swift. She's Taylor Swift, and also the the thing that i would hear a lot was people being like well it's more than just calming down and i'm like yeah she knows like she, yeah, it's she's fully very aware and also in the song
3: <laughs> and also absolutely just like attached a uh, a petition for the equality act at the end of the video and also got millions of people registered to vote and like did the actual things that most other pop artists like just aren't like weren't doing yeah and also made a song that sounds like a, the way a bunch of friends uh, it's you know what it is i think the song actually sounds like the way queer people have to deal with hate in that we if you you can't have the mental space to feel every single th- time somebody bigoted says something to you right and so you're just like oh my god chill out like like literally somebody on the street calls me a faggot and i'm like aren't you bored like yeah i am like what go away i'm busy and i'm trying to get to brunch (laughs) go fuck yourself like it's i can't put all of my energy into every single person that thinks i shouldn't have rights so sometimes you're just like oh my god
2: chill right you just (laughs) need to come it's like every time somebody gets in my mentions to quote unquote teach me something it's so and i just respond with thank you because like i don't because what are they gonna say what are they gonna they just need to calm down honey yeah like you you genuinely it's not that serious it's not that (laughs) serious. like she literally says sunshine on the street at the parade Uh, it's a strange one but but you'd rather be in the dark ages making that sign must have taken all night like she's like oh that's funny you worked really hard on that that must have taken a long time yeah like it's i and i know that like she's
3: not the person experiencing a lot of this hate and like she does she does throw in a lot of stuff like the we see you over there on the internet comparing all the girls who are killing it but we figured you out we all know now we all got crowns like she doesn't make it specifically about just queer people it's like about like everyone that is out there going out of their way to just hate on people for who they are oh my god don't you have anything else to do (laughs) don't you have a job don't you aren't you tired
4: like
2: hello and if the goal of the video which like isn't the song like, if, you, if you're if you just listening to the song, yes, it does say when you could be glad, 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 glad ad. That part's a little ridiculous. That's a little right. ridiculous. But it's not necessarily exclusively gay. And then when you watch yeah. the video, it does highlight a lot of queer people, which I think is important. Everybody who's worked on that video has said out loud that they were paid well and had a and wonderful time. And she was super time. nice and they had a great time.
3: I also think the Katy Perry thing is funny and also like. Regardless of whether it was something for their careers or whether they actually are good friends now, it is a symbol of being like maybe if we just all chill out, if everyone just chills
2: <laughs> out, it would be great.
3: Even if it, and if it gets us paid to work, great. See, seeing two women, even if they fake make up for a video and do like a, a end their feud, even if they don't like each other, but to do it because two women should be making more money in this industry and not be like having all of their fans constantly attacking each other because the internet's fucking insane. No, boy, no. Wear a hamburger costume. Dancing colors. Who cares? Calm down. That's great. Exactly. I like this song a lot. I also think it's fun. I also just, you know, two, almost three years later, everyone plays at a bar and everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, so everyone calm down. (laughs) So everybody
2: (laughs) calm down. Huh?
3: Yeah, great. Proud of you,
2: (laughs) and then we get to Afterglow. I say with Uh, a question mark because I can't hum it. I can't, but I do remember liking it. Hold on one
3: second. Afterglow lyrics, not Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran has a song called Afterglow too.
2: Yeah, hi Ed. Jk, we love him.
3: Yeah, I don't remember this song. Oh no, I should have listened to it. I don't want to. I guess I can't really. I can.
2: Yeah, hit me with a little bit of it. Oh.
3: Oh, I kind of like the song. It's all in my
4: yeah. head.
3: Okay, I, I okay, kind of okay, like Alright, okay. song. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so maybe we like Afterglow, even if it's not the most memorable song for us personally. Now that I'm remembering it,
4: in my I do head. actually like the song.
3: I do feel like this is when the album gets a little unfocused for me in terms of like, it feels like there's a couple of songs that are kind of about the same thing.
2: Yeah, it really doesn't land the ending to me. I blew things out of proportion, now you're blue. Yeah.
4: I don't wanna do.
3: Um I get it. I get it. I also think it's like it's a kind of song it's like a, a post fight song. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay, like I I blew everything up and I was actually wrong. And so like Let's meet up at, now that everything's not quite so heated. And I think that's like a poignant thing to say. And I think an important thing when you're in like a long-term relationship is like sometimes like things can get very, very intense. And you just have to be like, all right, maybe I overreacted a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: have opinions on this song.
3: I don't really either. I, I, do, I don't think I
2: like skip it when I listen to it, but I think it plays and I don't notice. As I just could not hum it. Yeah,
3: it's, it's fine. It's, I like, it's cute. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine and I don't
2: really remember it.
3: And that's also fine. (laughs) That's okay. I think. Um, I definitely, it's like, it's not like a false god
2: where I'm like, I don't think I like the song. It's like, oh yeah. It's there. Afterglow. Okay. It feels like a bonus track. Yes, I would agree. Like, I don't think it like helps shape the album. No. Uh, Um.
3: But I like the production. I like the drums. It's cool. The drums are cool. Yay, Afterglow. Well, now we're back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I promise that you'll never find another like me. <laughs> what is it? The uh, what's the part of the movie where he's like, oh, he's um. She's like, actually, can you go? me and he's like, May and she goes, no, no, no.
4: May. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: i love it so much because like also that's how like particular you have to get when you're recording and i love that part so much i also will say i don't enjoy this song necessarily but watching her record it made me like it a lot more yeah i think it because they're having so much fun and i and it made me realize she was like i this song's kind of dumb i kind of like want to just like have a dumb song <laughs> and then like good for you like go have fun i'm glad you had fun Yeah. Also, like, the, it, the, like, it's capitalized with an exclamation point, like, <laughs> and they eventually took it out of the recording, which I think is hilarious, but it used to have the, like, spelling, is fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, I, I kind of understand what she was going for. It was, it's a little more, like, true bubblegum pop or whatever, but it doesn't fit the rest of the album at all no not at all and especially as a lead single it's like very confusing it feels like the song like a song written for a hit animated film yeah maybe it was maybe it was this was maybe supposed to be in
2: sing i love sing i've never seen it there's a sequel coming out soon it's very good
3: it's already out um, are they just animals i don't really know i don't really know sing. what's going on with sing
2: that's complicated actually <laughs> <laughs> no i feel like this is a production issue but I'm also I... an old man.
3: Well, I mean, I will say there's a part in in Miss Americana where she's recording this, on a, she's like doing like a voice memo as she's like writing, and she plays it on piano, and it has different chords underneath, and it gives the song kind of this like, I mean, anytime you just play a song on piano, it's going to immediately sound a little more like emotional, mm. but she has this like, it's the way the chords work; it just sounds a little more, um, like melancholy and it makes the song kind of have this like longing and like then if you redo the lyrics of being like um i'm the only one of me baby that's the fun of me it's it gets a, it almost becomes like poignant when it has this like sadder thing behind
2: it um and then she didn't do that in the
3: recording so
2: yeah i think it's it's <laughs> kind it kind of feels like when you watch a movie like um the cheetah girls right and they bring their song that they love. Because we are sisters. We stand together. Yeah. Just, and then the beat drops. Just painting the world for you. And the record producer hears it. And then he's like, well, this is what we're going to do. And it's like jungles and animals and like strange sounds. And they're like, you got, you got away from the core of the lyrics. Like, that's how I feel about me. It's not bad. I would listen to it. I really do love that. One of the things, that not like the other. Like, I love that. I I really actually
3: the thing is I don't really hate the song it's just like it doesn't feel like it fits into a spot on the album really and then that fact that it was I think if it wasn't the lead single I wouldn't care so much it was just the first thing we heard
2: (laughs) well and if you like the way that this album is going like once we hit track twelve which is soon you'll get better I'm so confused because it's like soon you'll get better false god you need to calm down. Afterglow me. Like it it it's kind of bouncing a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly feel like False God Afterglow and Me could
3: have been bonus tracks, or even like me could have been a separate single. Yeah. But she's like, I did a collaboration with Brennan and it's like not on the album or whatever. Um Yeah. Uh, It's nice to have a friend though. Okay, so here's the thing about this song. I love this song. Tell me about it. (laughs) I love this to me was like Felt a little bold that she has this, like, two-minute, 30-second transition song at the end of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, like, the production is really cool. It doesn't sound like anything else in the album, but because it's a transition piece, that makes sense to me. And I also just think it's, like, I just think it's good. And I, I get why it's, like, one of the least listened to. I think it's the least listened to song on the album.
2: Um, On Spotify, yes, by 20... 20- yeah. Million, <laughs> what if so many people listen to Taylor Swift?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, it's crazy. Like her least listened to song on this album has 61 million streams. Yeah, um, I like this song. I don't know. I, I just I feel like she wanted to write this quick little thing that was just being like having somebody in your life in different parts of your life, just to being like. It's important to have like somebody... I just like it. I just think it's a cool little piece. And I'm glad that she kept it on the album.
2: Yeah, I'm not mad about it. It feels very... Um, sparse in a way that I enjoy. Yeah. It just... It, it feels
3: different in a way that doesn't feel out of place to me. It feels like, oh. Like, cool. And it's not long enough or anything to where I'm, like, mad about it. Right.
2: One more verse and I would have been pissed
3: you write furious so mad writing co- bad comments on the internet but then we get to daylight which i think is a great ending such a wonderful ending also i will say
2: didn't know it was I good did not... until Paris. <laughs> uh
3: yeah when i when i heard it on piano at the paris recording i went from saying the song was like a nice little ending bonus track to being like oh this is an excellent song mm. it's just like really warm and um I, like like most of this album it's it's just kind of interesting to hear How Taylor writes about being happy in
2: love. She's not up till 2 a.m. at all on this album.
3: She's never up till 2 a.m. Is that true?
2: We didn't see a single 2 a.m. on this album. We didn't see a a timestamp at all.
4: There's nothing in "Cool Summer?
2: No. Wow.
3: Yeah, she sleeps now.
2: She She sleeps. She found the melatonin.
3: She got a boyfriend in melatonin. It's just like luck of the
2: draw only draws the unlucky. And so I became the butt of the joke. I wounded the good and I trusted the wicked clearing the air. I breathed in the smoke. You're a poet, babe. Go off. Yeah. And the song like just what I
3: love about the song is that it just feels like a love song to the person. Mm -hmm. I've been sleeping so
2: long. She slept. And like
3: also these last lyrics, especially with this album ending after Reputation, I want to be defined by the things that I love, not the things that I hate. Not the things that I'm afraid of. Not the things that haunt me in the middle of the night. I just
2: think that you are what you love. Bam. And I'm like, she's always good at sticking a landing. And that, like, is the succinct idea of this album lover, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the album itself could use, uh, like, some editing towards the back
3: half, but it really does stick the landing, like, quite well. I think if it went... The order still confuses me. Like, the Cornelia Street Death by a Thousand Cuts being next to each other is, like, and then London Boy, and then Soon You'll Get Better. All of it like seems a little just like, oh, we're in a different... Okay. It feels like the album's on shuffle.
2: Yeah, it feels like we get styles in chunks, <laughs> but they're not like all one. You can keep the first
3: chunk. We're good. We're good. I like Miss Americana where it is. Paper rings. Cute. What if we had a London Boy after that? Mm-hmm. What if we then got a Cornelius Street? Then we got a Death by a Thousand Cuts. Then Soon You'll Get Better. Then then you know what after soon to get better i think we'd probably need an upper mm, okay but i still think i would do afterglow first no that's a lie i would do you need to calm down afterglow it's n- nice to have a friend actually i would cut out afterglow you need to calm down it's nice to have a friend daylight and then everything else bonus tracks <laughs> so many bonus
2: tracks yeah I'd, i don't know There's
3: only like three which is pretty typical of her old stuff
2: yeah i feel like it could have continued with i forgot that you existed cruel summer then do the man Oh, I, like, love her that early. But I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a musician of this sort.
3: As somebody who's eventually working towards having, like, an EP or, like, albums, I literally, sometimes I'll just, like, sit, especially when I'm on planes, I'll, like, go through and be like, okay, so what's the order for the album? And it's, like,
2: it changes, like, every two days. So like, Do you think, as we saw in Miss Americana when Taylor said, I'm writing a better album, do you think she did that? It's a
3: complicated question because I think Reputation is a better cohesive piece. Uh I think some of the songs on here are some of the best things she's ever written, but I also think that's true about Reputation. I personally think I'm I like Reputation significantly more. Yeah, but if I was making a like I could play Reputation from start to finish and be like, yeah. But then this one I would like put on a playlist of all. I take like my favorite songs from it and put it on a playlist with Taylor
2: i find i don't know where she would have gone post reputation because it is so extreme right like how do you how do you grow from that it had to be a different direction it had to be a totally different direction. also i think
3: it's poignant to be like i wrote an album about me be me and my how i was perceived and how people hated me and all the stuff and then to like then spin around and be like i'm gonna write an album about all the things i love
2: yeah which is gorgeous i don't i know that i have for the past couple songs been like i don't remember this i don't like whatever it was like three of 18 of songs 18 not, songs yeah like this in no way
3: is a bad album <laughs> not at all and i love that like even when we like slightly criticize something i'm just like oh my god like please everyone know that i still listen to this a zillion kabillion times all of these songs are on my top songs of the year always 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 <laughs> and forever cruel summer will never not be in my top 100 it's,
2: i love that song it makes me want to perform it live yeah which is i great. just want to throw ass to it at the club you yeah know? <laughs> So Taylor's in love I think this one is pretty clear why she is the way she is (laughs) Yeah,
3: well and also this is the first time She didn't have to deal with uh, Scooter And so this is kind of like the first time we see her out Like This is I am like this because I am Because I am and I am free And also none of us could have known that After this album was released We would all uh, get stuck in our houses For two years yeah, and then we got Folklore and Evermore, which I just can't the wait way to talk about. I, it's, that, the episode's going to be so long. Oh, my God. So, so long. Both of them. Both of them.
2: I, I'm not combining them. I'm not making people listen to four hours of us at one time. I'm not combining Oh, my God.
3: Them. No, no, no. We're definitely separate. Um, I'm so excited to talk about those because I also think it's especially coming from this album and then what happened to everybody and then to get folklore it's just like such a testament to her like artistic ability and i cannot wait to talk about it because i think every i genuinely think every single song on folklore and actually
2: pretty much everything on both of them i just think they're like all her best just so i'm very excited gems on gems on gems well y'all until next time bye get ready because we're gonna get crazy crazy Bye bye
3: bye
4: Oh why 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 Are you like this Hold up